0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com.
2: Just do it. Call the fan at 877 337 6666 Powered by SuperBook Sports. Visit
1: Superbook.com. Good morning, good morning, on the other side, freshly Friday morning, Keith McPherson on the fan, January 27th, let's keep it rocking and rolling, call me up, 877-337-6666, we've got a full rack of calls and I'm going to get right to it, and then I will reset the table with topics and things to go over, let's go to Jake in New Rochelle, hello, Keith, what's good, man? It's
2: a pleasure to speak with you.
1: Thank you for calling in. A pleasure to speak with you as well.
2: Listen, I've always been a fan of you. I, you know, we have we kind of have like the the New York, uh, New New Jersey rivalry. Um, you know, I, I know you played ball down in Jersey. I played I played ball up in New York. But um, I really wanted to ask you, like, what, what you really.
1: Okay. Um think we lost Jake. Jake calls back. Uh, I guess this is an opportunity to reset the table. I'm not sure what Jake um we know what happened with Jake. I, I saw the topic, but I won't give it away unless Jake uh you know doesn't ever call back. And I, I'm now thinking Jake, so I'll have an answer ready when you when you do call back in. But yeah, good morning everyone. It's Friday. Soon to be a football Friday on the fan. Let's go. We're closer to championship weekend. And uh, I'm already thinking about how to bet this weekend. And I'm thinking about betting the unders. I'm going to take a hard look at everybody's props and bet the unders. I expect there to be defense. I expect there to not be that many points. Might have to take the unders. I just expect there to be nerves. And uh, I expect these matchups to just be tough, hard-fought matchups. With the Eagles and the Niners, like this is a street fight, not a rock fight. This is a street fight, and what I mean by that is that you know whoever can win up front in the trenches, mano y mano, whoever can deliver the biggest blows and knockout punches, they're going to be the teams that's going to be successful. These offensive and these offensive and defensive lines for both teams are elite, and this is the matchup we wanted. You know, I think NFL fans that watch this season, as we got later in the season. You knew that the Niners were a juggernaut, and it didn't matter if it was Jimmy Garoppolo or Brock Purdy or even if it was Trey Lance. They'd probably be even better if it was Trey Lance. I don't even know, though. Like We don't really know what Trey Lance is. Brock Purdy, I don't want to slight him at all. I think he's ready to go. I think he's going to lead the way. You know, they're trying to paint him as the new Tom Brady. Uh, Pick 264. Tom Brady, obviously, 199. Tom Brady's rookie season, he comes in, he leads them to the Super Bowl, and You know, this kid hasn't lost yet. The lights haven't been too bright for him. And uh, let's see if the Eagles can stop George Kittle and Debo Samuel. And I know Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell are banged up, but they're all going to be ready to go. This is what every football player dreams of, the chance to go to the Super Bowl. So they're going to leave it all out on the field. Uh, I think I'm still taking the Eagles just because they're stacked at every position. And I just expect the Eagles on their home field to die on that field and get it done. And uh, Jalen Hurts is going to lead the way. They're going to try and run the ball against that Niners defense, which is going to be tough. I cannot wait to see Greenlaw and Warner just like filling the gaps and laying hits on Miles Sanders and Hurts and Gainwell and Boston Scott. And we'll see what Lane Johnson and Kelsey have for them. Uh, It's going to be a good game, man. The NFC championship, I think, is going to be a better game than the AFC championship. And, the AFC Championship is intriguing because a lot of the NFL analysts and people that cover the league, they just keep saying this, I can't see Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs losing to this team four times in a row. I can. The Chiefs were shaky all year. They almost never covered. They had tough games against teams like the Texans, the Raiders, and the uh, You've got Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals with a chip on their shoulder. And when guys feel slighted and guys came up short last year from winning the Super Bowl, you can expect them to be smelling another trip to the dance, or uh, not dance, to the bowl. Like, this is the end of the dance. Like, they've done it again. They've made it all the way back to another AFC championship, and now it's Burrow versus Mahomes, and I think this is – uh, a slight change in the narrative as far as who the, who the best quarterback is in the NFL. It's Mahomes, it's Mahomes, it's Mahomes for the last three, four years. But I think Burrow wants his respect, and the guy's unfazed. They're calling Arrowhead Burrowhead. They're rolling. I don't know who's stopping Jamar Chase. I don't know if this Chiefs defense is good enough to get pressure on Burrow To throw him off, even if they get pressure on him, nothing throws the kid off. He's gonna hit Tyler Boyd. He's gonna hit T Higgins, Hayden Hurst, Joe Mixon, and Samari Piran. Like these guys are gonna run the ball. I just, I don't see a hobble Patrick Mahomes. And they can tell us that he's full go. They can tell us that he's practicing. He's not gonna be full go in the game. As soon as somebody sacks him, tackles him, twists him, falls on his leg and brings him down. You know the adrenaline can only do so much. So. You know, I'm still sticking with the pick that I had earlier in the week. I think it's going to be Eagles-Bengals-Super Bowl, and I need the Bengals to knock off the Eagles. Now, in the news, obviously the news today that we've been talking about all day is Nathaniel Hackett is going to be the offensive coordinator in this 2023 season for your New York Jets. And depending on how you feel about that, I don't think it really matters too much until we know who's playing quarterback. Nathaniel Hackett is a veteran so it's an upgrade over Mike LaFleur who, you know, got his first opportunity to be an OC and it did not go well these last couple years. They paired him with a rookie quarterback and that didn't go well. It's just like kind of dumb. I just like I don't know who thought that was going to go well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to draft this kid out of BYU and we're going to pair him with a rookie OC and they're going to take over the league. No way in hell. That that had a 10% chance of happening if that So now all the conversation shifts to Aaron Rodgers. And that conversation had been heating up over the last week or so. But when you add Nathaniel Hackett into the conversation, confirmed he's hired, everyone in the world is saying, oh, they're doing this to get Aaron Rodgers. And we just learned last season that the Broncos hired this guy as a head coach. And Aaron Rodgers didn't get traded there. Aaron Rodgers played another season in Green Bay. But I think that might be his last season in Green Bay. It was a down year they're ready to move on. They clearly drafted his replacement they thought 3 years ago. I don't know how high they are on Jordan Love, but I think they're just high on moving forward, right? They have to start looking into the future in Wisconsin and who knows, does Aaron Rodgers want to come to New York? Joe Namath gave him the blessing of number 12. He can wear that number 12 here and does he want to tackle New York City, the big apple? Does he want to bring His brand and his game to the city. Does he want to live around here? I don't know that. I'm sure he's got a compound in Green Bay somewhere. And maybe he wants his legacy to only be in that green jersey. Maybe he doesn't want to come here and play for gang green. But it's worth talking about. It's exactly what we should be talking about. It is a topic made in sports radio for New York City heaven. Right? This is what we should be speculating on until we know more. This is, you know... When the Nathaniel Hackett hire was made today, the first thing I said is, oh, they just, like, they went from stirring the pot to, like, actually putting some, like, sauce in the pot, sauce gardener, putting some flavor in the pot. Now we're actually cooking with something. Now we're actually seeing that the Jets are doing what they got to do. I don't care if Robert Salas said they interviewed 15 different guys. The reason you go get Nathaniel Hackett is in hopes that you get Aaron Rodgers. And we can talk about the other options as we've been tonight. Jimmy Garoppolo, I think, is the most realistic guy. Tom Brady, I don't think you want him, but it's realistic that he could be an option. I just don't think he wants to come to New York. And I don't think Jets fans really would love that, especially if he's old, right? You get the old, washed up end of the road last year, Brady, like you'd hate him even more than you already hate him. Guys like Gardner Minshew are an option. Uh, you know, we had a caller earlier. I think Matt mentioned Jordan Love. Dan Orlovsky's on NFL Live mentioning Jordan Love being the Jets quarterback, and I already said there's no way they can do that. This Jets team should have made the playoffs this year, but they completely bottomed out. So next year, with your head coach and his job on the line, you can't go to a Jordan Love. It would even be risky to go to a Gardner Minshew. I think you need a Jimmy Garoppolo at the least. I think Derek Carr is a better option, but I don't think he wants to come all the way across the country. He's a Fresno State guy, played in Oakland, played in Vegas, and there's going to be a few teams looking for his services. Baker Mayfield maybe, but Baker Mayfield is a guy that's going to compete with Zach Wilson. They're not going to get rid of Zach Wilson, but I think Jets fans are happy to hear Robert Sala actually get on that podium and not say, we're sticking with this kid through hell and high water. Today he actually said the words, we're committed to finding a veteran quarterback. The future is going to be bright if they can actually do that because this team has the talent to win. We're obviously talking about basketball. We're obviously talking about the New York Knicks. That might be the game of the season. That might be their best win of uh, this short season so far. You go knock off the defending Eastern Conference champs in their building and all of your guys play well, you know, and you get contributions from your role players like Quentin Grimes, IQ, Jericho Sims, you can't be too mad about that. And obviously, Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson, and R.J. Barrett lead the way. And on the Nets side, I hope nobody really wants to talk about the Nets losing to the Pistons tonight. All right, let's get back to the phones. Now we've got Jake from New Rochelle. Let's try it again, Jake.
2: Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. All good. Listen, yeah, so, like, you're... You're from uh, you're, you're you're from an area, so I I understand like you played a, a, a ton of football. Who's the best player that you went up against? If, if you would let me brag for a second, I went to New Rochelle High School, so I played with a bunch of kids who are in the league: Roy Lee, Courtney Green, Jordan Lucas, and obviously Ray Rice. Did you ever play up against in high school or in college against somebody similar or as good to them?
1: Yeah, I played with and against a bunch of guys. It's hard to think back because it's, it's been so long now. But, like, you mentioned Ray Rice. Ray Rice played in the Governor's Bowl the year before me. Uh, the Governor's Bowl is New York versus New Jersey. I think they played yep. it at Rutgers his year. My year, we played it at West Point up at Army. It was awesome. And in that game, uh, who played in that game? On my team, Sean Moreno, who is also from the shore. He played at Mid-South. Uh, oh wow. He went to UGA and then he got drafted first round by the Broncos, went and played in, in in a Super Bowl. Uh no Sean actually hung out with. Uh he's a freak. I always tell a story about practicing dude, for the Governor's Bowl. You would
2: brag about brag about more players you played with. So I didn't know you played with No. Yeah, I, I mean, so I just like, Who who did you share the field with? Bro, the like,
1: thing the cool. thing that's about cool. me is I didn't make it. <laughs> so I don't brag. You like, made
2: it. You, had to, you, you, you played snap James Madison, no? You made yeah,
1: it. but, like, I, there's so many guys that I played with that made it, and it's just a difference. Like, I, I knew very early that I wasn't big enough, fast enough, strong enough, and I knew just ment- mentally I didn't have what it took to, like, just be locked in on football. To be honest with you, I knew that I I wasn't just a football player. Like, I knew that I could make it out here doing other things. Like, I did get good grades. I was well-spoken, well-read, like, you know, I kind of knew that, like, I would have a career outside of football. Well, you're um, killing it. You're, we, we
2: know you're killing it. So, no Sean Moreno. Go I'm up. trying to
1: think who, who, who else in that game, like, went to the league. Because, like, that's what I look like. Like, I, that's what I look at. I guess, who, yeah, you know, yeah, who yeah. who made it to the NFL? A bunch of us went Division One and had scholarships. Um, I don't know. In college, I played with this kid, Arthur Motes. And it's funny, we're talking about Brett Favre because of the ties with Aaron Rodgers. Arthur Motes is the guy that laid the hit on Brett Favre that ended Brett Favre's career. He was an what, outside what, linebacker. In what, in
2: what game? What, what game? What so game? When,
1: when Brett Favre was playing for the Vikings, um, Arthur Motes was an outside linebacker, D-end for the Buffalo Bills. And he sacked Brett Favre, and I think that was the last play that Favre ever played. That kid lived a door down from me in my dorm at JMU. We were good friends. Um, <laughs> he was, a, he's a monster. Badass. That's a badass story,
2: dude. That's a badass story. I'm like, now
1: I'm like going back in my mind to try and think about it. This kid was a freak. Like, he played as a true freshman. He had a tattoo of the Tasmanian devil on his arm that said "The Body. He's from Portsmouth, Virginia, and his nickname was "The Body because he was shredded. Like, this kid, like, I'm showing up as a skinny quarterback, 18 years old. He looked like an NFL player already. Uh, you're like, else? let
2: me get that. Let me get that red shirt. I remember here, like, you, yeah, you no, I'm, I'm red shirted. When you, earn, when, you earn, when you earn that red shirt, you're like, God, I
1: got it. I red shirted my first year, and I earned my I earned my red shirt oh, taking hits.
2: That literally, that literal red jersey.
1: Yeah, the like, please don't hit me. Uh, first week in camp, we're, we're running live plays. They're letting the DNs tee off on me. I'll never forget calling my mom one night. I'm like, I think I broke my wrist and hand. And the trainer told me, like, you're good. Like, I was dropping back, and, you know, when you're going, you're offhand when you throw, I threw the ball, and before I could bring my offhand all the way through, the DN just, like, smacked his, like, helmet on my hand, pinned it to my chest, Superman me into the turf, and everyone was just like, oh! Like, they didn't care. It was like, you got to earn your stripes. Let me think, though. I don't want to take too much longer. At James Madison, we played against Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco... Actually, was one of of, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Did
1: I tell I probably told this story. Joe Flacco was one of the reasons I didn't go to University of Delaware because I knew he was transferring in. And uh I got to see Joe Flacco up close when we went to play. Flacco,
2: Flacco. Why are you saying Flacco?
1: Joe Flacco. Flacco. Joe Flacco Flacco. What well, I don't know. Uh who man. else, man? I don't know. I could I could think all day. When I was at Mammoth, I played with Chris Hogan. Um, I actually gave my scholarship up. I was just telling... I, I, uh, I, my,
2: my my fraternity brother is, and I'm telling too much, but he, he he's that's his brother-in-law.
1: Chris Hogan's a regular dude, but he's a freak athlete. A, for, he went to Penn State and was all-state lacrosse. I think he played at Ram, Ramapo High School in Jersey. I remember yes, him yes, showing yes. up to work out with me. Um, this kid, Jose Gums, who actually got into the NFL, he played for the Saints and he played for the Redskins back when they were the Redskins. But yeah, my fifth year... I ended up giving up my scholarship my fifth year because I took like 18 credits one summer. I just couldn't do all of it and I wanted to get out of there. I wanted to graduate. So I literally gave back my scholarship and graduated and just left. But Chris Hogan came in that year. I was just telling Fleagues yesterday because he's wearing his Penn State hat. I'm like, I would have probably played if I realized Chris Hogan was going to be Chris Hogan. Like, right. I, I think I, I ran routes with him one day and we lifted one day and that was it. And then I would see him in the like parties and bars and, and stuff like that. But, um, That's great. Yeah, I'll, I'll make a little list during the break of other players that I played with. I, I actually did a, a post on my Instagram the other day talking about the Penn State Combine. There's this combine that Nike used to host for, like, the top players in the Northeast. And, like, just in my, like, stretching group was Myron Roll, LaShawn McCoy, and Joe Hayden. Before they oh, were them. <laughs> you know, so, like, yeah, yeah, right? I, got to, oh. I got to meet these guys when I, when we are seniors in high school. Um
2: so dope, man. That's it's so crazy
1: dope. though. Like cuz I'm a I'm a huge fan of all of this. Like I'm a huge we NFL are. fan. Everybody listening. But I hope there, you know who those players are. Like, there was so a dope. period in time where I was right like on their like level. Like That's- I I used to go to Virginia, Penn State, UVA, Rutgers and like work out with, you know, all these different kids that ended up making it. I played in the All-Star game. I would have played in more than one all-star game, but they had it in my like letter of intent that I could only play in one all-star game. I played in the New York, New Jersey all-star game, and that was it. And I know if I go back, there were other kids that went on to big schools, and some of them probably went to the league. It's just, sure. you know, when, when you don't make it, you don't focus on it. You don't think about it, and I don't brag about it. I hate when I hear people always, like, I'll run into guys that are still bragging about what they did in varsity football, and I'm like, bro, that was another lifetime ago. Why right. are you
2: ma- why, why are you making fun of me, man? Come on, I, I, I <laughs> not thought, you, I, not I, you. You I know what I'm two, saying, though. I had two catches for 14 yards in the 29th <laughs> championship game up in Syracuse, New Rochelle versus North Town, Town of Wanda. It's on never forget it. Never forget it. Nah, forget nah. It. nah. before I, before I go, I, I'll, I'll let you get the rest of it to to the show and everything. But I'm a Jets fan. Any Jets fan who thinks Aaron Rodgers is coming to New York is delusional.
1: I would love to have him, but. Come on, yeah, we it. just gotta slow down on it. It's just like like pump it's your brakes on happen. it because you just it's happen. just gonna be more of the same letdown. It's gonna be more of the same heartbreak when it's like ah, oh, you know, we got Nathaniel Hackett and why didn't would, get Aaron Rodgers. Why
2: Rogers. would he want to do that? Why would he want to come here? Yeah, we got Garrett Wilson. We got Eli Moore. If, if Eli Moore even wants to be a Jet,
1: well, yeah, they were talking know, about trading up. him to the Packers. And I don't you, know. Know,
2: you know what I mean? It's like I, I, a uh, Brees Hall's a beast. Michael Carter, I don't know what his, his uh, contract situation is, but we got weapons, but it looks like it's either a Derek Carr or, or nothing,
1: or we're in for... Jimmy G. I'm telling that, you, it's Jimmy G. Do
2: you think Jimmy G's
1: going <sighs> to... I think Jimmy G is out of there. Like, if Brock Purdy wins this weekend and takes that, the team to... I mean, even if Brock Purdy does a win, so Jimmy, Jimmy yeah, G was on right, a one-year right, deal. Right, yeah, uh, yeah, but, yeah. like you know, like, Brock Purdy might take Trey Lance's job, and they gave up picks... And took Trey Lance, what like in the top five? So, I, you know, Jimmy G is going to be looking for do a new with home. Trey?
2: And Trey's got to have some value, right? Like, like somebody's like the Texans, Oakland. I don't know. Somebody's going to. He's rent.
1: still going to be on his rookie deal with the Niners, so maybe he comes in the camp money. and competes. It's, it's,
2: you're betting with house money.
1: Yeah, good for them. You, and all the conversation lately has been about how these teams are built with quarterbacks on their rookie deals, so they can put money everywhere else. And get to the uh final four of the championship. Thanks for the call, Jake. Uh don't want to spend too much time on uh my own glory days. I don't know. I, I know somebody feels me out there. Like if you ever played sports at a high level and you didn't make it, like I just I don't know. I, I had to turn the page. I couldn't stay stuck in the fact that I was like all shore, all state. Like, for what? <laughs> time goes by and you gotta you gotta you gotta move on. You gotta find your next glory. You gotta find the next accomplishment, the next thing. And I just never hung on to it because I knew once I got into college though, like it was too much. Like trying to wake up in the morning, go to lifting, go to conditioning. Like you're you're running and lifting at five, six in the morning. You're showering up, you're going to the dining hall with the whole team, and then you're going to class. And I used to have eight AMs. So you're going to class. You go to class until it's like lunchtime, and then you hit lunch, and then you go to study hall, and then you got to go get taped up and suit up for practice. Then you go practice, and uh, like you're in the hot sun, sweating. Um, luckily, I played quarterback, and then I played receiver, so I never really had to bang that much as some of these other guys. But there were still drills where you had to hit, where you got hurt. We still went live. It hurts. Then you got to leave, go to dining hall again, eat dinner and then go to sometimes a night class or a tutor or the library. And then me, I was a partier. I still am. I like to turn up. I like to drink. And I went to college as a straight-edge kid. I knew I couldn't really drink in high school because I didn't want to mess up my chances to get out of my town. But when I got to college, I'm in here. I'm a scholarship athlete. And I went to James Madison University, and I'm telling you one of the biggest reasons I went to JMU was because it was a 68% girls' school. Like, when you actually go down there and you see how many good-looking girls there are, there was was no other place. I didn't care. I had offers from Division I schools like Temple, um, Ohio, even uh, University of Buffalo, where it was a higher level of football, but I went to James Madison. Now James Madison is more legit. But when I went... They weren't as big, but I went because I'm like, yo, it's a good academic school. They had just won the national championship for FCS, uh, which used to be one double A. And when I went on my two visits, I'm like, these are like, I've never seen this many good looking girls. The ratio when you walk into a party, you never have to worry about the ratio. There's always chicks. So that was a place for me. It's hard to be a good football player when you have that many distractions. Let's move on. Bruce is in how on the fan. Take us somewhere, Bruce.
3: Yeah, what's up, Keith?
1: What's up, what's up, what's up?
3: I got two words for you. R.J. Barrett.
1: R.J. Barrett? Okay. I guess R.J. Barrett, like, that's a name. It's two letters, R.J. Barrett. Yeah, R.J. Barrett. Uh, Good to have him back. Good to see him, Julius, and Jalen Brunson doing what they're supposed to do. All credit and props to the Knicks. And I think now we've hit the time where we're supposed to start talking about the Knicks. But it isn't just R.J. Barrett. It isn't just Julius Randle who has been playing out of his mind. He is him. Quentin Grimes had his moments tonight. Jericho Sims had 14 boards tonight. IQ gave you 17 off the bench tonight. Obi Toppin is back in the mix like the Knicks have a little bit of a squad. And they have a little bit more than a little bit of a squad if they can go up to Boston and knock off the number one team in the East that went to the finals last year. The Knicks should be a playoff team this year. And we're this close to it being February, then it's March, then it's April, and we're in the playoffs. So if the Knicks can stay healthy and keep it up, I think there'll be more conversation around the Knicks on the fan. Um, I think more people will be calling to talk about the Knicks. They just can't have... Uh, this stretch where you know they 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 play well then they lose they play well then they lose they just have to have a consistent stretch and I think they're in that stretch right now. I was impressed tonight. Like I said, I I wish I spent more time watching that Knicks game than the Nets game because the Nets game was just frustrating. You just knew what it was second half of a back to back big game last night a trap game quote unquote against the worst team in the East. Like is it is it tale of, you know two different teams in this city tonight? The Knicks go beat the number one team in the East. The Nets host the 15th team, the last team in the East. The Knicks go knock off the Celtics. The Nets lose to the Pistons. It's rough. And I know Nets fans are excited that the Nets came back home, and now the Nets have a string of home games coming up. But it ain't going to be easy when you've got the Knicks coming in Saturday, and you know there's going to be a ton of Knicks fans in the building. And then... You got LeBron and the Lakers coming. Excuse me. You've got Anthony Data Davis and the Lakers coming. Like AD is back. And then the Nets have to go up to Boston and play the Celtics. So losing that game to the Pistons, there's a chance that the Nets could lose four in a row here before they face the Wizards and then they face the Clippers. Like it, it could get ugly again for the Nets, and they don't have KD. KD, at least, is back on the sideline. KD is. Uh, an all-star. I was a little tight about Giannis being a captain over KD. KD just made his 13th All-Star game. I swear the, the the Giannis favoritism in the NBA is sickening to me. I I, I don't like Giannis. I know that you know we had an episode of Talking Nets today. Uh, my co-host Hudson Flynn was saying he hates Embiid more than Giannis. I just have always disliked Giannis. Embiid is is getting on my nerves too. After he was doing the Degeneration X, break it down. He was doing the suck it sign after his and one. Uh, last night. He was doing too much for me, but KD should be captain, especially because KD is the one that gave the NBA the idea on his podcast that, hey, you know, once the starters are voted for, we should pick the rest of the team right before the game, street ball style. Like, all right, I'll get him, I'll get him, I'll get him, I'll get him, you get him. Like, that's what we're going to see in this uh, Utah All-Star game coming up. But Kyrie Irving is also a starter, and man, the, the, the way that Jalen Brunson was playing the way that Julius Randle has been playing. If one and or not both of them, like, I don't know, they got to find a way to have the Knicks represented in the All-Star game. At least one of those guys deserved to be in it. Max is up in the Bronx. What's up, Max? You're on the fan.
3: Keith, I wasn't even going to call. I got the biggest football game in the world in a couple of days. But this clown owner I have, man, did he a, This this moron with the Knicks – is a heinous individual, a heinous individual. One he ain't get Donald Mitchell. He ain't even come out and talk about that. <laughs> but he come out and talk about. I mean, are you serious, man? This guy is a a waste of space, bro. A waste of space. You <laughs> you you spying on people coming outside the garden. Guy got, got a camera in their face, and they giving you money, and you still got a camera in their face. Then you're complaining about stuff that don't make no sense. And you ain't get Donald Mitchell and you ain't raise an eye or talk to the fans about none of it because you don't care. All you care about is money and selling out that garbage arena with the garbage fans who go to that garbage building. I mean, it's ridiculous, bro. You had a chance to get Donovan Mitchell. You nobody heard from you. You ain't in an attempt to make a statement. You are some that bum GM who ain't even a GM to talk to the fans. And you talk about this crap early this morning. You is a clown, bro. I don't even know I'm talking about this team.
1: <laughs> well, now you're marked. 3. Now you're marked, Max. You can't 3. go to the garden. They, they got they got your voice. You probably got Thank me God. marked now. Thank God.
3: Thank God. <laughs> God. Pull up my- Put my picture on a big banner in front of the guard and say I hate you, clowns. Put it up there because you got to be kidding me, man. He he he. Basically on TV this morning, crying about nonsense. But Donald Mitchell get traded to Cleveland. Nobody heard from you. It's like you ain't care. But some some useless happened to the Knicks or the Madison Square Garden. He he can care less. It's it's unbelievable how heinous this person is. And you heard him, him, Keith? Of course. He just admitted admitted that he had a gambling problem for 20 years on national TV.
1: He's sober now. It's funny because Marco was just in here talking to me. He's like, this is James Dolan, sober. You
3: gotta be. You (laughs) see him admit that, You see him admit that? It's unbelievable. You are owner of a major sports franchise in the biggest city in the world. New York, a, New York, New York. on national TV,
1: he was on one, bro. I, I don't, I don't know what he was on today to to pop out and, yeah. and say and drugs. do all that. He was, on, he, was on, he was on. He was on drugs, Keith. How you admit that on TV? I don't get it. <laughs> I just, I don't, mean, I don't know how you got out of bed are- this morning at six, seven a.m. Yeah. All prepared to go on Fox Five and do that,
3: Keith. Keith, you on Fox Five admitting you are alcoholic on TV? Can you imagine? If any other owner in New York would have did something like that, bro. No, they can't. My they would, here, they would roll him out here on a rail. He don't He don't deserve to be an owner. He don't deserve to be giving out popcorn and swimming Madison Square Garden. This guy is a horrible human being. You're kicking out fans. you disrespecting fans. you treating fans like garbage because people are picking on you like you're a little kid. Come on, man. The minute he's here, alcoholic on national TV, I, I'm over. I'm over it. I'm done. I'm done. You can't win. You can't run a franchise. You can't get Donald Mitchell. Donald Mitchell just handing himself to you, and you just let him go. And you got a dumb GM on your TV saying nonsense on Madison Square Garden, company product, talking nonsense, making talk about stuff that don't make no sense. The minute he's here, alcoholic on national TV.
1: Thanks for the call, Max. (laughs) I just think it's funny, right? Like, this is what moved James Dolan to pop out. Not anything else, you know. And there's been plenty of things that have gone on in the Garden uh, from with Spike Lee um, to with with Charles Oakley. But, like, this is what got under his skin today. And he showed up with a printout. Like he showed up. He showed up prepared. We got to get the clip. I played the two minute clip. Connor grabbed the clip, but it was a 17 minute interview. Marco is in here doing the updates. I think he's working on bringing something else in, but it was just cringy and odd and peculiar to me when I saw this today. If you haven't gone online yet to see James Dolan talk about facial recognition technology and like standing on it and you know, saying, oh, it's just it's just technology. He said something along the lines of like, I walked in here, you recognized my face, didn't you? That's what we we're doing. It's like, yeah, but that's not that's not the same thing. Like we recognize your face with our eyes, but we don't have anything scanning you. And I know that they do that in casinos. And I think that's where he got it from because he's been in a few casinos, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, I should probably chill on talking about James Dolan in case Somewhere through my sports media career, I got to go to the garden. And the next thing you know, I got issues. I got problems. (laughs) T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today
2: When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The New York Rangers
0: have won the Stanley Cup.
2: When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app.
1: Right back at it on the fin About a quarter to one Time is burning on me But I'm cool with that Because sooner it'll be February sooner it'll be spring training And then soon we'll have actual baseball To talk about I don't know if you like baseball A lot of people listening do though And uh, once we get that back going man It's uh, a good time It's a good time to Call a fan, a good time to talk about things. And, you know, I guess we can talk about Nathaniel Hackett and speculate about Aaron Rodgers. I was trying to figure out what this guy is going to make. And I saw on ML Football, they put this out a month ago, literally, December 26th. They said, uh, recently fired Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett will make 80000 a week. 80000 a week from Denver to do whatever he would like until his four-year contract is up. I think that's nuts. <laughs> that's more than people make a year. This dude's about to make that in a week to not do the job that they signed him up for. <laughs> that's why he's coming here to New York. He just wants to coach you. Like, he's got bread. He's got paper. And, man, that's also why you, like, you hear these coordinators, like, you know, here in New York, they talk about, like, Mike Kafka and Wink Martindale. These guys want these head coaching jobs. Yeah, because if you get a head coaching job and you sign that contract, even if you fail, you are printing money. They're paying you to go away, and you're still getting that money. That's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, uh, I don't know what the deal is going to be with the Jets, but and if there's truth to that, you know, and it's something like that. 80000 a week, that might not be the exact number, but they are paying him to not be around. And uh, what a life. What a life. To be a coach, bro. To be an NFL coach. And I I know that these NFL coaches, they say they work all day, all night, around the clock. And I just, I I think that's a ridiculous amount of money. But it's the sport. It's the NFL. You know, NFL is, what, like a $13 billion a year organization or something like that. And, And even with these players now, you know, these players make money. Uh, but like what these coaches are making, like they don't, you know, they don't have to take hits, they don't have to go out there and play. A lot of these coaches can can suck, like Nathaniel Hackett, have a terrible team and still be getting paper. Let's move on. All right, let's go back to the phones, Young Josh. I will get to you in a second, but I want to talk to Walter in Southhold on the fan. Hello, Walt. Hey, how you doing, Keith? I'm good, man. How are you? Okay, I want to talk about
4: Daniel Jones. I mean, the way I figured it, he's in the middle of the pack in terms of starting quarterbacks and I placed them somewhere between 16 and 12 in the top half of the league but I want to know uh, what your opinion is as to what his contract what's a fair contract for him and a fair contract for the Giants
1: yeah so today on Twitter I almost jumped into this conversation and I did not but I'm glad we can have it now so Daniel Jones is in line to be the next overpaid quarterback like Kirk Cousins, like Dak Prescott. These guys, they didn't get their options picked up the same way as Daniel Jones, and they kind of proved it, and then they walked into money, right? So, like, with Dak, he got franchise tagged. With Kirk, he ended up leaving as a free agent and getting the bag. But these guys make so much money, and they're not really, like, they're, they're, they're good quarterbacks, but they're not... The, the upper echelon of the like Burrow and Mahomes and, you know, even like Josh Allen and uh Herbert and Aaron Rodgers So what do I think Daniel Jones is going to make? I don't know. I think that they, you know, if they give Daniel Jones too much money, it's going to stop them from what they need to do to make this team a contender again. And Ryan Dunleavy, shout out to Ryan Dunleavy. He writes, uh, for the, for New York post and, uh, I actually got to reach out to him because he wrote he wrote my fan cave article back in the day for the uh, I forget what paper, but you know he's moved around. He has an article. If you go to Ryan Dunleavy, it's it's R Y Dunleavy on Twitter. If you go to his Twitter, he has a article out why Daniel Jones has all the leverage, and um, it breaks down the numbers on what he thinks he's going to get. So he mentions Ryan Tannehill getting twenty nine point five. He mentions Prescott getting forty million. And uh, you know, he talks about Kirk Cousins. Fans are trying to guess what a, a contract for Daniel Jones is gonna look like. One fan put out a pretty decent guess. He said three years around 110 million, 70 guaranteed, 25 a year for the first year, then go up to 35 for year two, but only 10 million in year three, so that you're not locked into a contract that like cripples you with the cap or whatever. And Ryan said, yeah, this is a good understanding of how it works. And I almost jumped in that conversation to say, is Daniel Jones going to accept that? Daniel Jones is represented by CAA. They're going to play hardball. They're going to look at what Daniel Jones did with less this year, and they're going to try and get this guy as much money as they can because this is his first big deal outside of his contract. Now, some people were saying, uh, you know, he's going to he's gonna be well north of $25 million in his first year. And Ryan Dun- Dunleavy was pushing back the way you just said. Like, you have him in in the 12 to 16 range. Like, you can't yeah. pay him like a top 10 quarterback yet. I, I honestly don't know. It's going to be fascinating to see what he agrees to. And if he's the type of guy, I think he is, but it depends on his agency. If he's the type of guy to say, hey, I need a number one receiver. We need to rebuild this line. We could use some linebacker, and you know what I'm saying like they need to have money to do other things. they're still coming out of what Gettleman did. does Daniel Jones take a team friendly deal? I don't know, but you can't you can't be paying Daniel Jones top dollar like he's one of the top ten nFL quarterbacks and then not be able to spend on free agents or other players that you're gonna need to make the Giants like i don't know able to compete with the eagles
4: that's well that's the problem, but i I was thinking, and I—I I don't know, you know, guaranteed money. How much is this? How much is that? But I was thinking, three years at thirty a year. Now, I think with people needing quarterbacks, I think he gets that or more somewhere else. From the Giants.
1: Yeah, and that's the problem, right? Because it's like you—you know—he wants to be the guy here. He was drafted here. He—he—he he, he fought through all of. The negativity, the different coaches, fans not really, you know, loving him right away. But with CAA, his agency, they're going to look around, and they're going to see what other teams like. I don't know, maybe like the Panthers, or uh, who knows? We'll see what happens with the draft and free agents, and and other quarterbacks landing other places, right? But I think there's a chance that like Dan Jones is going to be a little expensive.
4: Well, I think it'll be a little expensive. But I, I also hope that uh, his thinking is that this coaching staff is, has uh, very much helped him to get where he is right now.
1: Yeah, and he's if so, he should take a respectable deal but also a team-friendly deal so that he's not crippling this team or, you know, not crippling but, like, not hurting this team when they're, they need to make obvious moves. I mean, he's hurting himself if they don't go get him a number one receiver and. I guess you could try and go get a rookie out of the draft, but really they need to look at, at free agent receivers and, and pay a number one receiver to come here and play with Daniel Jones that can make plays. You can't be paying Daniel Jones any more than thirty million a year. Really, is he's got to be like around like twenty five million a year, and they got to get crafty with how they structure the years on that contract. Thanks for the call, Walter. Uh, we will see how that goes. But if you guys want more information on what uh, you know they're speculating, Ryan Dunleavy uh, did a good job breaking it down. And uh, he's saying experts are projecting 80 to $100 million guaranteed for Daniel Jones. And he says he's worth more to the Giants than anyone else, so they're probably going to pay more than they want to to keep him so that he doesn't go to Carolina, so he doesn't go to uh, the Colts, so he doesn't go to the Texans. Like, there's so many teams that need quarterbacks, and depending on who... Drafts one, and you know, even if you do draft one, you could draft one in Zach Wilson. Uh, If you're ready to win now, Dan Jones has shown he and like, you know, I I also look at these quarterbacks like Bryce Young. I was talking about him the other night. He's little, like these, some of these quarterbacks are small. Even Zach Wilson is small. These guys will never make it through a full 17 week season in playoffs unless they have a ridiculous offensive line because they just can't take the hits. You know, speaking about myself and my own career, I am 6'2, 195. I'm not big enough to play quarterback in the NFL. And where I got tripped up is I knew I wasn't big enough to play quarterback. And also, it's just a, like playing quarterback in college. I'm like, this is too much. Like you got to know defenses. You got to know what everybody's doing. Uh, as far as route running, you got to know offensive line, what their blocking assignments are. You got to know plays. You got to know checks, audibles. You got to know formations, it's just, It's like you got to speak another language. It's a lot to learn. It's a lot to do. It's it's a ton of pressure to step out on the field. Like I remember just I remember being at JMU feeling a ton of pressure, like stepping out there and even just like spring games with everyone watching. And we ran no huddle. So when you run no huddle, you literally it's cerebral. You have to know everything, man. <laughs> you gotta know everything. And I remember when I came, when I transferred and came to Monmouth, I had to sit out for a year anyway, and I just wanted to play. And I had pretty decent speed. I ran a four-five-six at the Penn State Combine. I was like a four, five, four, six guy, and uh, that's not elite speed to play receiver, but I still switched to play receiver to try and get on the field. I was returning kicks, returning punts, doing whatever I could to just make plays and get on the field, and I was making plays, but then I broke my foot my junior year, literally fighting with my brother, rest in peace to him, altered my football career, broke my foot, um, and I was just cooked after that, I gave my scholarship back. But like football is hard, and uh, playing quarterback is the hardest position to play. And these guys command top dollar. And Daniel Jones, every step of the way, he's gotten better. That's all they say about him. From high school to Duke to now in the pros, he's just kept working and, and getting better. And now he's about to get his pay, his payday. Danny Dollars coming soon. All right, 877-337-6666. Uh, we got to take another break here. But we're talking sports, man. If you like talking about football, basketball, base, baseball, we're going to do all that. I'm trying to keep my eye on the NBA. I saw Spencer Dinwiddie, former Brooklyn Net, stepped up big tonight in uh, Luka's absence for the Mavericks. Spencer Dinwiddie had 36 points, 6 rebounds, 9 assists, and they got the dub, and it came down to the wire. I said I'm keeping my eye on the NBA because the last two nights I missed LeBron's 46-point performance, and the night after I missed Dame Lillard having 50 points in three quarters. I am keeping my eye on the NBA Keep it locked right here. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the fan.
0: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T
1: Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.